Hello, friends, and welcome back to Exhale with Jake for episode two of this special little Christmas series. Uh, and as I mentioned in the first episode, we're going to be going through the four uh, chambers of the Christmas heart, as I talked about. And the first one was uh, wonder, and the second Christmas spirit that I want to talk about is joy. And as I mentioned in the last episode, this is really coming from a place of, A, connecting back to Christmas. As I get older, uh, I have found it uh, more difficult at times to do so. And then, B, uh, how to carry it on. What, what, what can we connect with in Christmas and then carry on into uh, the new year and carry in our hearts uh, so that next year uh, is a little bit different? And uh, so we're going to start off with this, with a quote I'm going to go back to the same writer that I mentioned um, in the last episode, G.K. Chesterton. I hope you looked at a picture of, of this guy. Literally, <laughs> his teeth leave a little bit to be desired, I'll be honest with you. But um, I want to meet him whenever we're at a social event and people are like, okay, so if you could meet one person that uh, is gone away, it's not here anymore, who would you meet? And everybody's like, Abraham Lincoln or this or that. And I'm always like, G.K. Chesterton. It's like the least popular um person to say, but I really mean it. And uh, I'm going to show you a little glimpse into this guy's mind. Um, He's written some amazing books. And again, it's Christian, so if you're not into that, don't worry about it. But uh, just a great writer in general. But I'm going to kind of slowly read you this because I think it's just beautiful. And he's talking about joy. The mass of men have been forced to be gay about the little things, but sad about the big ones. Nevertheless, it is not native to man to be so. Man is more himself, man is more manlike, when joy is the fundamental thing in him, and grief the superficial. Melancholy should be an innocent interlude, a tender and fugitive frame of mind, Praise should be the permanent pulsation of the soul. Pessimism is at best an emotional half-holiday, and joy is the uproarious labor by which all things live. So this is being written in the early 1900s, so of course there's a lot going on in this time frame. You know, but i got to be honest with you, this really resonates with me now. Because doesn't it actually feel like some of that is going on now? You know, to be happy about the little things, but sad about the big ones. I mean, I can totally relate to that because I've seen it flesh out when people are happy or joyful and they walk in somewhere and people are looking at them like they're crazy. You know, it's like pessimism is now the new soul currency. It's kind of the mean. It's the average. And we may move from pessimism to up north where it's snowing and joyful around this time of year, but we need to come back to our homeostasis, and which is a little bit pessimistic and a little bit cynical. Um, and G.K. Chesterton is a Christian writer, so that's, of course, his expression. And as I mentioned, if it's not your expression, then maybe substitute some of the words around that he uses. But I just love this last part where he talks about the state of pessimism and sadness. To the modern man, the heavens are actually below the earth. The explanation is simple. He is standing on his head, which is a very weak pedestal to stand on. 
but when he has found his feet again, he knows it. So we sit, perhaps, in a starry chamber of silence, while the laughter of the heavens is too loud for us to hear. Oh, that is so good. I have to read this last part because I love the language here. So we sit, perhaps, in a starry chamber of silence, while the laughter of the heavens is too loud for us to hear. That is beautiful. And I love this definition, as I did the last episode. I love this definition of joy, and I want to read it to you. It says, Joy is an emotion comprised of feelings of happiness, contentment, and harmony. It differs from general happiness in that it is not caused by a particular event, but comes from within the individual. So what's wonderful about this definition is that last little part at the end where it says it comes from within the individual. And that's always been a fascinating thing for me, from within us. Because a very analytical look inside us, exactly where is this inside? You know, if you think about this inner world, it's the inner dialogue, the inner perception and stories that is constantly going on in all of us. So joy will flow from here. It is not going to come from the outside in. And I forget this every year when Christmas comes because I start to, you know, I want to feel joy. So what do I do? I get the Christmas Spotify list. I go and look at the Christmas trees and I get the Christmas tree set up and I forget that it doesn't come from the outside in. And, you know, here's how it's kind of fleshed out in my own life. So I remember distinctly getting older, you know, when I started to slip out of that magical feeling of Christmas, you probably know what I'm talking about. And um, for me, I think it was probably around 12 years old. And it sounds like um, it was around the same time for the poet Billy Collins. Um, Billy Collins is a well-known uh, poet, and um, and he just has an amazing ability, just like all uh, poets, to, uh, to articulate things for us in a way that just has a different color. And I want to read you this. Um, poem because I think that it it turns a little bit of a a spotlight on what it's like to get older and what the process is like as you're realizing you're getting older. So I want to share it with you. The whole idea of it makes me feel like I'm coming down with something, something worse than any stomach ache or the headaches I get from reading in bad light, a kind of measles of the spirit, a mumps of the psyche a disfiguring chickenpox of the soul. You tell me it is too early to be looking back, but that is because you have forgotten the perfect simplicity of being one and the beautiful complexity introduced by two. But I can lie on my bed and remember every digit at four. I was an Arabian wizard. I can make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier. At nine, a prince. But now... I am mostly at the window watching the late afternoon light. Back then, it never fell so solemnly against the side of my treehouse, and my bicycle never leaned against the garage as it does today. All the dark blue speed drained out of it. This is the beginning of sadness, I say to myself, as I walk through the universe in my sneakers. It is time to say goodbye to my imaginary friends. Time to turn the first big number. It seems only yesterday I used to believe. There was nothing under my skin but light. 
If you could cut me, I could shine. But now, when I fall upon the sidewalks of life, I skin my needs, I bleed. And that is called On Turning Ten. And wow, because when I read this, so I wrote all this last year, when I read this in Starbucks, I just was crying like a baby. I don't even know why. Um, but uh, that's kind of what happened. And so, you know, this is not something that's rare for us to experience, but, um, you know, with this definition in mind of joy, you know, I understand what he's saying because what we're really trying to figure out is how how can this feeling be accessed um, once we're out of childhood and how can it last? And if it's not coming from the outside, then we'll have to journey inward. And so here are some things that have worked for me, and I hope maybe you can experiment with some. You know, when you think about Billy's poem, what was happening inside, uh, the place where joy comes from, was this shift in the way the exterior was being perceived, something beautiful and innocent to sad and broken. And this story writer that is in us, um, that is judging our experience, it can sink its teeth in us for most of our lives. So to recapture some joy... Uh, we reside and do the renovation from the inside. Maybe can you allow yourself for a bit to think that maybe everything is going to be okay? That's that's the ticket, the access point to joy. And I don't mean something. I mean whatever is going on inside that feels not okay. Can you imagine for a bit that everything is going to be okay? There's a beautiful song by Gabe Dixon, a Nashville artist here uh, that I love, and it's called All Will Be Well. It's one of my all-time favorite songs, and look it up, buy it on iTunes, support a great Nashville artist. And I love the line in the hook of the song, and I want to read it to you. It says, all will be well, even after all the promises you've broken to yourself. All will be well. You can ask me how, but only time will tell. Maybe that light, that interior light that Billy referenced, maybe it never went anywhere. Maybe like building a fort deep into the earth and covering it with lumber and leaves, we stopped believing in that light, that it was there. And maybe it was that shift that happened long ago, but we've just kept putting two-by-fours and leaves on it. And because if you look at an underground fort... You don't know what's under there. You just see the leaves, then you walk by it every day and miss the enormous amount of life hidden underneath what is. But I do believe it's still there. I believe that light is joy and is asking in a light way for us to maybe move a leaf or two, maybe move a piece of wood and let a little bit of light shine. And when that light starts to shine through, maybe instead of covering it back up after Christmas, we just keep taking the leaves off. Because the beautiful part of this process is rediscovering. We're constantly learning learning new things, and it's important. But it's really the things we've forgotten that matter the most, I think. It's rediscovering joy. Because we all knew it, but maybe we buried it in a, for a bit. We let the outside world dictate our inside world. And because we forgot that all along joy resides from within, we started looking externally and got disappointed. You know, the Christmas movies, they just don't work anymore. The songs, the carols, why is it not working? Well, joy doesn't come that way. 
It comes from going back to that 10-year-old in the Billy Collins poem and giving him a big hug and saying, I know it all seems sad, but please, please don't lose that light. Together, you can work on unassembling that fortress in leaf by leaf and lumber by lumber, you can see the light again. Then maybe we can experience joy. Next episode, I'll be talking about the third and last element that I want to cover with Christmas Spirit. Next episode, I'll be talking about the third element of the Christmas Spirit, and that's peace. And I wish everyone a great week of being okay. And as you move into this Christmas time before uh, now within days of Christmas, I want you to consider that all will be well. You could ask me how, but only time will tell. All of the stories you're writing on your heart about the ways you're going to blow it, the ways you'll never get there, never do enough or be enough, maybe put the pen down for a bit and close that book. There's something scandalous about allowing ourselves to think that everything is going to be okay, but can we allow ourselves to consider being happy and that it's okay to be happy? And by that consideration, we can allow the light of joy to come in and maybe just let it shine throughout the new year. We don't have to know everything. In the Christmas song I referenced in the last episode, all the troubles will be miles away, and if the troubles don't go anywhere, we just forget them because they don't matter to us anymore. What really matters is the heart. And so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you get some time this week to consider all will be well and to give yourself the ability to just drop the pen, drop the analyzing, and just allow yourselves to be. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of your dreams. Until next time, friends.